the other day I was um, an alarm was going off sort of quite a high frequency car alarm yeah and on one side I could hear it and on the other I couldn't oh you know why that is don't you go on yeah because you're deaf in one ear <laughs> yeah that is it yeah well thanks for that confirming the, <laughs> the big fear that I had there did you thanks fear that? Dr Mike have you tested it do you know what this goes back to? I'm convinced. When someone... you had that attack in Hamburg or something? Like no, that. not that. In my early 20s as a student, um, mm. someone, as a prank, came up and shouted down my ear very loudly. <laughs> I know, yeah. And it really hurt at the time. And I was like, yeah. Christ, that is unusually painful. Mm. And it stayed with me all night. And I went home from the night out because it was that painful. And woke up and it wasn't too bad. But I'm convinced some damage was done there. So we're here to talk about the latest TV, but we've forgotten to actually write anything down or have any sort of script. Exactly. So um, th- let's talk about your hearing first of all. Yeah, so as two middle-aged men, what we do is we lurch into medical problems. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because I've got one as well that I've, I've been meaning to mention to you. Um, but carry on with mm. the ears, first of all. So, um, so yeah, that happened. And I, whenever now I have a hearing problem or I, I notice this thing about my left ear, yeah. I'm convinced that that incident was to do with it. Can you name and shame? Uh, funnily enough, it was my girlfriend at the time. Oh, really? Wow. Who thought it'd be hilarious. I, as, you, as you can imagine, it didn't last much longer. No, because like your hearing. Yeah, not just because of the damage, but just the general nature of the prank. What was shouted at that age? It was actually just like a, a noise that she made with her, like a sort of duh noise down my ear like that. What the point of this was, I don't know, but I... Duh? Yeah. Oh, like a, a sort of drum machine. Yeah, almost noise. like a sort of thud made with the... The tongue and the and the teeth. And was it one of those, you know, intended to startle things? It's a sort of practical joke in a very basic sense. It was, I guess. The, the, sort, the sort of practical joke that a, that a small child might carry out. In all you. honesty, if you're with someone... Mm. Are, are you friendly with this person? No. no. OK. If you're with someone who, who likes practical jokes, oh, yeah. end it. It is. <laughs> Seriously, end it, yeah. because... People who have, uh, you know, a liking for practical jokes have no saving graces, in my opinion. No, practical don't. jokes are basically centred on the idea of ups- upsetting, frightening, distressing, confusing or humiliating another person entirely for your own self-indulgent amusement. Yeah, but what about some of those quite good programmes on the telly? That, no, that quite do good. It? Well, Go on. Trigger Happy was quite good, wasn't it? The fellow with the phone, Dom Jolly. I think the key is, yeah, have you noticed how you brilliantly brought it onto the, the theme of <laughs> um, what this podcast is meant true, to be about? but I'm about is... to go off it any second. So. OK, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was. It, it, it was. Um, I think the key is, has that person got it coming? That's why I didn't like the um, yeah. that latest um, Sasha Baron Cohen thing in America. Yes. Oh, that was, yeah. You know, because I think some people have got it coming, some people haven't got it coming, and that's probably the, the key decisive factor in whether they deserve to be the victim of a practical joke. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I sorted that one out. Back to the ears. Good, ears. And also, um, finishing with relationships for certain reasons, you said that um, practical joking would be one. How about people who do puns? (laughs) Oh, okay. It depends whether it's done with any sense of irony. Give me an example. Have you had an example? Uh, no, I can't think of a recent one. Just just that people who find puns hilarious, I don't think I could get on well people, with. Yeah, people who find puns hilarious, generally, um, I, I would say I, I'd, I'd agree with you that, because puns are not in themselves. Football commentators um, have yeah. a certain style of humour which doesn't really exist in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. They they have a slightly pun base. They, they seem to think that, that if you can create some sort of clumsy, ham-fisted, pointless analogy... Uh, around, I can't think of an example because yeah. this has come to me all of a sudden. But, but just in in the middle of a match, um, they'll they'll sort of say something which is sort of 
punny but not funny and serves no purpose but they'll they'll, they'll think it's got some sort of amusing it's probably not dissimilar to i don't know i'm trying to think of an example of oh, i can't think of one it'll come to me and i'll say something really witty in a minute but uh <laughs> yeah. go back to it yeah so puns are a no-no for me too although I, I did once unnecessarily finish with one relationship which I sometimes think i didn't give that enough chance okay be- simply because she used to use a catchphrase of um oh, no, ned no, flanders from no. uh, from the simpsons god okay now, which one was? okay well this this is, you, you're making me. I now think I was perhaps correct to do it. Your reaction tells me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she used to say instead of saying okay, she would say okily dokily. But I don't. I don't just mean once. I mean all the time. All the time. You and, sometimes and it, don't know. But do you find, in all honesty, I find I sometimes use expressions. I come out with expressions. I, re- I think I say that an awful lot. And then I think I sound. If I was somebody else listening to me, I think. What a, a complete and utter ass! I've spoken to you a lot over the years, and I, I don't think... I'm not just buttering you up, yeah. but I don't think you do have phrases that you repeat or little ticks. I think I probably do, but I try and avoid them when I'm standing in front of a microphone. Maybe right. something kicks in. What's, what, what is your tick, then, would you say? Uh, sometimes when somebody says something, I will say marvellous. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'll say, and less fat, too. Unless what? Unless fat, too. It's a slogan from the uh, dried Marvel instant dried powdered milk adverts from about 25 years ago. Marvellous and less fat, too. And I just immediately say, you know, so somebody says, oh, I've got the, I brought the washing in, it's just about to rain. I say, oh, marvellous and less fat, too. Well, that, I, I'd say I what, divorce me. I mean, I mean, if anything, Marvel though should just be sitting by and thinking, what a campaign that was. Yes, it's really it's sunk in. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but I would say. I think one of the reasons I've ended up being a TV critic is because in my youth I didn't really critically I don't even now critically watch TV in any sort of uh, sort of uh, cerebral sense of the word. No. I just sat there and soaked stuff up, and I had this you know, adverts of because TV adverts don't really have that impact anymore because you fast forward through them yeah. if if they're on at all. Um, but they 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 sort of registered in my subconscious, and I can you know certain things. Um, from adverts that were on in the 70s and 80s, 70s before you were born mostly, I know, but, you know, uh, are still there lurking Mm. in my head. And I can remember the slogans and, you know, not because I think that's in any sort of uh, clever or or post-ironic sense, they're just stuck there. Like if you put an old bus ticket in your ear when you were five and you find it when you're 85, when you... Uh, that's, maybe that's what you is. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> well, the intro- adverts have changed, haven't they? They've now got all... They've gone away from those memorable catchphrases. Yeah. And, you know, for mash get smash. Yes. So they're now all kind of d- philosophical and thinky, aren't oh. they? Like, you know, you look at the Nike advert. But humorless. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a phrase from it now. What was the phrase? Oh, believe. It's all believe, isn't it? And you know. pompous nonsense. Yeah. Because anything to do with, 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 with sport these days is projected and presented in a really sort of pompous, po-faced, self-important True. way, like it's sort of gladiatorial combat and life and death. And but, but they're also trying to get you to feel something about the brand, aren't they? Rather than just remember they're tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. Yeah, which is much better. You oh, see, you've, you've got it as well. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. Um, do you remember Shake and Vac and Put the Freshness oh, that's, Back? that's the absolute apogee of the whole thing, isn't it? I think it, it is. Uh, uh, will, we, will it be chips for tea tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topic, hazelnut in every bite. Yeah. You'll just have to finish the topic. Topic, you, And they had to remember the slogan. There was a character in the Topic advert. Do they even make Topic bars <laughs> anymore? Probably not. It's a lesser spotted bar. Uh, there's that. Light, lion bar? They're, they're, are they still out there? I think so. I don't remember this logo. The lion's still out, out there. Um, but to sum up, I wasn't remiss then to end a relationship based on her saying Oakley Doakley. No, no, no. Okay. Pun, pun, punny thing. I sometimes when I, I get asked to come on radio 
programs uh, they'll you know and invariably there's only about three topics anybody ever wants to talk about one of which is uh do you think what program do you think they should bring back <laughs> yeah to which my answer is i don't think they should bring any programs back in all honesty find something new if mm. you like the old one it's out there somewhere. oh gosh and if you do watch it you'll be massively disappointed and you'll be massively disappointed and you'll find it's full of really <sighs> really um, embarrassing jokes you can't believe what's you the worst one you've when you've looked back on you think it's the worst one? Oh gosh, or that's just interesting. Because doesn't, doesn't, I'll tell you mine. Yeah, I was on. watching an old. It was. It was actually not on YouTube or anything like that. It was just an old uh, a digital channel that replays them. Half yeah. Weeders Aim Pet. Okay. Oh gosh, it's really? awful. I mean, <laughs> for a start, there isn't a single joke in there. I defy anyone to find a, a single line funny. Yeah. The other thing is terribly recorded. Now I don't know whether this was just a fun- whether it's not been oh it could be that over time you know the tapes have worn away deteriorated yeah but uh, the sound quality is awful which is actually quite a blessing when you think about how terrible yes. it is um, but after we designed that I would put in my uh, you know rose tinted spectacles bracket. yeah the, the never go back yes, thing. yes before your time there was a sitcom on ITV it, it, when I was growing up in, in, in the seventies there were sitcoms on ITV that used to be on about half past seven they were very sort of formulaic and sort of safe and cosy and whatever one called robin's nest oh yeah another which, name um starred richard o'sullivan paula wilcox and sally thompson and they were flatmates it was considered radical at the time because it was a bloke sharing a flat with two women mm. it was the 70s that was that was almost the edgy that was the edginess was it? i thought that was normal for the 70s yes <laughs> what i've heard um at least three i mean there could be more <laughs> um, and then there was a spin actually am i getting confused no that was mad about the house sorry yeah right. all the people shouting uh, shouting at their um, <laughs> podcast dispenser i got yeah. Yeah, but there was a sp- uh, that was Man About the House, but then, because he was the man about the house, then there was a spin-off called Robin's Nest where his character ran a restaurant, a bistro. Yeah. Uh, two things are memorable about that, one of which was the fact that the running joke throughout was that there was an Irish guy with one arm mm. who was there employed uh, to wash dishes mm-hmm. for them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can see the rest, even if you've yeah. never ever watched this. But I mean, find it on YouTube. any episode, it doesn't matter which episode, because it all that joke crops up and the inevitable consequences of his one armedness yeah. crop up every single time. Yeah. So that was sort of cringe making. And also, a lot of 70s stuff, which again, I grew up with, unbelievable. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means sort of one to bang on and bang the politically correct right on drum but i watched some of these and you think oh goodness did we really laugh at that i know there are some um on the buses mm-hmm. um remember the, does that mean anything to you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. olive is it and, yes and olive she was um have i talked about this before it's, uh, it's all coming back now. Uh, well this would be one of your ticks if it is she <laughs> was talked yes absolutely <laughs> She was treated. I mean, the, the the way she became the butt of the joke was so awful as to make you cringe that you ever uh, sat through more than a few seconds of it. It's yeah. so horrible. Yeah. It's just utterly, utterly vile. <laughs> There's yeah. no other word for it. Everything about it is just. And I, I, you know, as I say, I'm not saying this with any you know sort of tub thumping, you know, right, right on, on this, agenda. Yeah. It's just basic human decency would would say to you, well, I must not laugh. Yeah. There's really nothing remotely funny. This is bullying, yeah. basically. But you know, yeah. that was one of the biggest shows at the time. It had a spin-off feature film, cinema feature God, film, yeah, spin-offs and all sorts. But but away from the comedy, the, also the the pace of things is so slow, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I watch. Uh, there's an old sci-fi show that I love called The Tripods, which I've probably mentioned before. Yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, it's so slow for for a scenario whereby there are alien metal overlords romping through yeah. the country. <laughs> they appear about once every episode for about yes. five seconds. But do they walk quite slowly? They do. But, so but that'll be it. But yeah, there's no rush. But most yeah. of it is the characters chatting or camping, and you're like, <laughs> come on, yeah. <laughs> 
what are we going to do while these... Well, oh, let's just do some camping. Yeah. That'll see them off. That's right. That'll keep us nice and safe out in the open with fires and everything. But to be honest, that and the political correctness, it all boils down to, uh, if you can hear the door, uh, that's my lunch coming through. Oh, nice. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Um, would you mind? So, Deliveroo are very friendly Deliveroo these days. Deliveroo are brilliant. Yeah, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, um, um, slow, slow dramas. Yeah, um, but then... Just slow it, everything. In, in a way, button. it's only everything, as we've talked about with, with the political correctness thing, and thing, it's only, you could only ever measure things by the standards of the time. Exactly. Your, your, yeah. your reference point is only the past. Yes, yeah. So you can only sort of watch something, whether it's, you know, 1985, 1978, whatever, yeah. with a reference to what's come before it. And if it seems radically better than what was on before it, then it's, you know... Everybody, you know, and that's probably you know what we're doing in twenty years' time when yeah, we look back at the some bodyguard or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's oh, that looks amazing. Thank you. What 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 in fact is it? <laughs> the, the audience need to know. I will explain in in a moment. I will explain in a moment. The um, um, I wonder what it will be. It's impossible to predict, of course. But I wonder what we'll look back on and say. Oh God, as I'm saying, it was slow paced and unfunny. Yeah. I wonder what we'll say about the bodyguard. It was. What? Ooh. Too many episodes, probably. Too many. Yeah, I think everything will be shorter. Yeah. I hope so. I think you know, I'm, I'm, everything seems to be getting longer. And I think one of the reasons we both like Inside Number Nine is mm. that it's, not only is it brilliantly written, but it's only over half an hour long, and it's only one self-contained story each time. So that's right. He doesn't commit you to sort of uh, having an in-depth binge watcher's knowledge of it, the whole. It doesn't. And the other thing about it is, it gives me everything I need from a program. Mm. It gives me laughs. It gives me, you know, spooky chill. Mm-hmm. It gives me great writing. Mm-hmm. It gives me brilliant acting. It's not like there's just one thing that's great about it. It's actually the funniest thing on telly, as well as the scariest and the most well written. Exactly. And uh, you know, and it goes back to another thing that I'm big on, which is it doesn't have, um, you know, make huge demands on our time. What I what I dislike about TV, and increasingly the case, is this assumption that we all love TV so much mm. that we do want that we want to do nothing but watch stuff all the time that goes on forever. You know, yes. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you sit down and watch. I know. Watch a football match, and, and during the ad break, you're, it, you're, you're, they'll tell you about some new thing that's starting on I don't know, Sky Atlantic or whatever, and it's fantastic. And you know, I'm not criticising any of these programmes, but most of them involve so much commitment. And you mm. think, well, if I watched everything, you keep shouting at me to watch. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't end. I know. There's just so much of it. So I like something that I can sit down for half an hour, enjoy it, think that's well written, beginning, middle, end. Thank you, good night, and you know, and then watch it another time. You know, watch another episode another time. Well, it's not only that, is it? It's not only the length, but as soon as you have finished one, if you do manage to make it through, then there's another one. You know, I noticed straight after The Bodyguard, there was another one. I can't remember the name of it now, but it starred uh, Thingy from Brookside, (laughs) who will always be Thingy from Brookside. Oh, who's that? Um, Lesbian Kiss. Oh, what's her name? Oh, Anna Thrill. Yeah. Mm, Butterfly. was that the one about the the missing child or something? I can't remember. No, it's a, it's the one about a transgender child. They've got this um, uh, right. this um, uh, son who wants to be their daughter. I think there was one in between that <laughs> and the bodyguard. Oh, that was, was the cry with Jenna. The Coleman. cry that was it. Yes, yeah, it was the cry. They're getting confused now. Yeah, because so uh, Jenna Coleman was wasn't in Brookside. She was in Emmerdale. That's right. And that's three. That's three. So after the bodyguard, it was the cry, and then the butterfly. That the the trailers led me to believe I had to watch. I yes. insisted that I can't miss them. Yeah. Mm. Have you yeah. watched any of um, the Little Drama Girl on BBC uh, One Sunday couple, nights? Which I is tried the... one episode. Yeah. And it's all very nice looking, yeah. scenery and people. But just, yeah, yeah again, I, it was all a bit confusing. Well, Le Carre novels tend to be that way. You yes. Know, there's, there's all sorts of intertwining things that only become apparent in the last chapter. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, I, I gave up on it relatively quickly. My problem was I can cope with confusing if 
there's something else in it that makes me care. Yeah. But nobody in this program made me care about them. I just thought, you know, I don't understand enough about the complexities of the actual subject matter. I don't. There's nobody there who's particularly engaging, either in a likable sense or in an endearing baddie sense. Yeah. yeah. There may be, um, and I, perhaps I gave up on it too quickly. But it didn't get me hooked, and I, I sort of think even if you're watching something quite lazily, if it's really got something to it whether it's the characters or the writing or the storyline, it will find a way to sort of grab you. Mm-hmm. And this just wasn't. And I just thought, oh, how many weeks have we got to stick, this, you know, stick with this one? Yeah. I just didn't want to do that. Speaking of sticking with, yeah, uh, I've done the first three, I think it is, or four of Doctor Who now. Okay, I'll yeah. give it a go. And yeah. I think I'm going to park it there. <laughs> As they I've say tried. with the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find it, um, what's the word? Exhausting. Kind of, yeah. Sorry, talk me through it, because I am just eating a piece of bacon oh, at the moment. It's unusual so, to just have a piece of bacon. Well, is it, is it, it, it isn't to... just a piece of bacon. But... Yeah. Is it attached to bread? No, because I've given up the carbs at the moment. Oh, right. And um, the alcohol for a bit. How's that going? Well, it's only two days, so... Um... <laughs> yeah, too early there to are, say. Uh, there are danger zones. I reckon with giving up um, things, I reckon sort of most of the day and night, it's fine. But if you have times when traditionally your brain thinks this is the time... I have a glass of wine or yeah. such like. Yeah. They're real that de- you have to sort of find an alter- rather than just not having it, you almost uh, have to have a distraction, gosh, something yeah. else. Especially the the reward zones yeah. where you think this is my reward time, Friday, Saturday, exactly. say. Yeah, that's killer, isn't it? So yeah, so, I think you're right, Doctor Who is exhausting. There's uh, lots of exhausting. running around. Yeah. The, the dialogue it's really zippy and millennial, I suppose, but it's just... It doesn't feel as if the character... If you take away the fact that it's a woman, and I'm quite happy to ignore that, because mm. I think the point of it is that we're not meant to think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Fine, OK, it's not a big deal. So then I'm just looking at somebody who looks like they're doing a different Doctor... Another version of a very familiar Doctor Who. Yeah. She hasn't, to me, so far at least, I don't feel as if that this version of Doctor Who is actually different enough, bizarrely, Yeah. because... The delivery and the attitude and the outlook uh, of the character doesn't seem radically different. The only difference is that um, she's obviously been to teacher training and, and, and basically it feels at the end of each episode there has to be some kind of, um, you know, or, or not even at the end of the episode, the, it feels as if every lesson, le- le- episode has to be a lesson yeah, in there's a moral, yeah, yeah, from a perspective of, you know, whatever. Yes. And, um, I don't have a problem with touching on any of these issues, but it does get a bit sort of... Um, Hit over the head. Yeah, yeah, relentless sort of heavy-handed sort of um, way of trying to sort of um, approach history and Mm. reassess history from a modern perspective, so that you know we're we're all looking at it with with very um, from a very progressive perspective. I thought of a good word. Didactic. That's the word I was looking for. That is exactly the word I was looking for. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, what's that mean? Uh, Doesn't it mean sort of uh, to to learn or, or something that. Uh, attempts to teach you things. Yes, yeah. I just don't. It's Sunday night. I th- you know, stop trying to teach us stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you're going to do it, be a little bit, sort of spread it a little bit more thinly so that we've got some stories and some adventures and some good old fashioned, you know, because Doctor Who ultimately is a good old fashioned, you know, 60 plus, or was it, how old is it? 50 something? Yeah. Year old sci-fi series mm. ultimately it's a kid's sci-fi series that sort of evolves into something that grown-ups didactic. watch as well Hang oh on. is that right stop it didactic it... yes i know I, stop I doing just... it. hey i tell you what the definition is spot on there we use the right word yeah there you go intended to teach particularly in having moral instruction as an ulterior motive 
That's oh, it. That's actually, it. that's it. Doctor Didactic. I'm going to call her Doctor Didactic. For it's got a nice uh, alliterative ring to yeah. it, doesn't Do- it? Doctor. Doctor Didactic. Yeah. Yeah, that is works. Is it didactic or didactic? No, it's didactic, isn't it? Obviously, stupid. Let's find stupid out. Question. Didactic. Oh, she's saying didactic. Didactic. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's didactic. What what app is that? This is the Google. Oh, is it? Oh, hang on. Right. Let me. Uh, I've didn't got something. Yeah, all right. Shut up. <laughs> I've got one. Oh, that, have you now? No, well, it's a different one. It's a sort. Of, it's not a googly thing. But let's see what this one. I'm going to tap this in because this does the same thing. Uh, and then it should read it out. What's this? Hang on. So oh, it does say didactic. Isn't that weird? Yeah. See, I think it's didactic. Well, I mean, you you say that. <laughs> you say didactic and yeah. I say didactic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the verse they left out. The air. Mm. Um, so, well, well, that's it. I'm not going to give it. That's it. I'm done with Doctor Who, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Which is Doctor a shame. Why. Mm. Um, so, going back to your ear. Uh, yeah. How's the? Have, you, have we? Have we? finish the ear thing is there more to that um do you literally not hear anything or does it just feel muffled yeah this was like a high frequency alarm car alarm that was going off in the street and you know literally when i turned over on one side i couldn't hear and i think it was because of the frequency so i think what i've lost is some upper frequency oh okay hearing um so what at what age yeah because i fell over yesterday oh yeah while walking the dog <laughs> you okay. had a fall well that's the question that's the question mm. at what age do you stop falling over and start having a fall. <laughs> I think it's to do with where, where, if anyone else is around you. Oh, you don't think it's an age thing? See, I think having a fall just brings to mind sort of I need an alarm round my neck <laughs> type Gosh. of thing. Yeah, no, I, I sort of I meant that in the sense of uh, maybe elderly and a bit isolated. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're probably right. I think anything over 60... Oh, OK. ...you've had a fall. OK. But, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe older actually, because it's that real frailty, isn't it? It's where it's where having a fall could could be serious. What's your priority when you're um, walking? If you walk, I mean, I presume at some point in, in your life you have fallen over in adulthood. I've forgotten in the, what it's like, you know. In the street, oh, it's that long ago, is it? You do forget what certain pains are like. Well, then... I fell over walking down a hill. Yeah. Not a particularly steep hill, but a hill, because uh, the leaves are really obviously in autumn get quite slippery. Yeah. Uh, I was walking the dog. She's tends to pull a bit so mm, I, mm. I don't have full control as it were yeah but i don't think that's the real problem i just slipped on some leaves and i went tumbling forward so i sort of landed on the lower part of my i got got up straight away yeah. my priority is what the hell did i look like to everybody passing <laughs> and how can i emerge from this experience with my dignity as sufficient as intact as it possibly can be do you know i once did in that scenario mm. and this may, may have been the last time i fell actually but i was definitely in my 20s i wasn't a child okay um <laughs> i fell over but landed in such a way that i was able to make it look like I was actually on starting blocks, oh, and I kind of good. I kind of struck that pose and then sprinted That's away. That's good. As if, see it? as if I didn't. Actually, that would have looked more ridiculous. Yeah. If that happens again. The problem with that was that I felt like I had to carry on then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, what were you doing? Ten thousand or? Yeah. 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 It was. I think. Got a personal best, so made it with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You won't do the steeplechase, but you have to do that water jump. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ridiculous, which makes it basically turns it into it's a knockout. Yeah, why is the, what on earth were they thinking with that? Yeah. Putting a water jump in. What skill does that prove <laughs> or demonstrate? Uh, the ability to sort of jump up and. It's, I think it's. I could just about 
sort of understand the hurdling element. Yeah, because there's a rhythm to that, isn't there? But once you put the water in, that's just introducing a complete random <laughs> thing, isn't it? You might as well have a guy at the side sort of throwing snow snowballs at <laughs> yeah. you or something or other. And a gunk tank at the end. <laughs> yeah, because you can't really train for what landing... At, well, you can land in a puddle, a pool of water a billion and one ways, depending on yeah. you know, the way the laws of physics happen to be behaving that day. Yeah. So that's ridiculous, isn't it? They should add things into the water as well, shouldn't they? You know. Yeah. Well, do they still do it? I have to, now I think about it, I'm not sure I've seen a steeplechase in years. Um, do they still do them? I don't really see them out if they're on telly. I, I won't really, you know, I don't set the TV guide for that one. <laughs> steeplechase of the day <laughs> yeah. with Claire Balding. Scheduled click. <laughs> yeah, you, you, and you go to your hard drive and you suddenly you've got hours and hours of steeplechase <laughs> oh, yeah. of the day. You know what it's like, you just don't know which one to delete, do you? Yeah, and you always know, you always know that your favourite steeplechaser is going to be the one on last. <laughs> yeah. So you stayed up till midnight and you get 30 seconds at most of That's your favourite steeplechaser's latest race. And you go to bed, you think, I should have just woken up in the morning. I know. At eight, eight o'clock or whatever it is, and watch the Sunday morning early rerun exactly. of Steeplechase of the Day, and I yeah. wouldn't be so exhausted now. Why did I stay up late? What was the point of that? <laughs> uh, should we talk about something that's on telly briefly before we stop and run out of anything to uh, talk about on telly? Uh, what, uh, oh, my fall. No, that was yeah. it, really. Anyway, you were oh, yeah. okay. You were okay. Yeah, yeah, I got up really quick. I was actually quite pleased with how quickly I got up. Yeah. Um, I just had uh, a lot of leaves on the lower half of my left trouser leg, yeah. and I thought, now, do I make a point of stopping to brush those off, yeah. which simply draws further attention to what's just happened, yeah. or do I just carry on and just allow them was to it busy? Fall? Was it a busy road? It was near a bus stop, which uh, is never good. Yeah. And, and actually outside a pub, although it wasn't sort of busy pub time, it was walking down to the Did pub, anyone point and laugh? Laugh. Well, probably, but not within my earshot. Well, although it could have been within my left ear shot, in which case I wouldn't have been aware of it. Mm. Um, Alone at Home, yeah, that's a TV programme I was going to talk to you about briefly. There's a, you know, a Channel 4... Um, social experiment type thing, yeah, which is on um, Friday nights at eight o'clock, and this is the one where uh, they wanted obviously wanted to call it Home Alone because basically that's <laughs> sort of what it is. Is parents um, because you know helicopter parent, parenting, this whole thing about, about British, uh, Britain's parents being far too sort of overpair, overpairing, overbearing, mm. and um, sort of protective and you know, refusing to leave their kids to sort of get on with things and make their own mistakes and learn from them kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, smothering and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so this is, each week, um, a couple of different parents uh, agree to leave their house um, for, I think it's three nights, Friday, Saturday, yeah, three nights, long weekend, uh, and let their parents, let their parents, let their uh, kids uh, have the run of the house. So you're talking kids, anything but eight to 16 years old, left on their own, and we get to see what they get up to when the parents are away for an extended period. Do the children uh, know that they're being filmed? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, I think, I think for all sorts of legal reasons, I think you'd have to do that. Well, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, so what do you think of that as a concept? Oh, it sounds hellish. Yeah. From, from the point of view of the viewer and the parents involved. It's strange, because <laughs> I was watching it thinking, well, I could see what... It's one of those things where it feels to me as if somebody sort of read a survey and thought, oh, this, we, we could do this, this and this, and we could put some cameras in there and, and mm. we can watch that, and we'll have some, you know... Um, Responsible adults on standby, you know, should anything happen, because obviously you've got yeah. to cover from that perspective, um, and then see what happens. And then nobody stopped to think, okay, let's all let's all just stop for a minute and visualise what this is likely to be, how this is. Mm. And then, because in the end, I watched, I've only watched one episode of it, but it's sort of there's a huge so what factor to it because clearly they're not going to be ridiculously irresponsible parents or kids who get involved. No. So what you're going to get is, oh, this is exciting, day one, and then, oh, 
this washing up's piling up a bit. Uh, oh, and day three, it's all... Oh, I'm beginning to think, I uh, sort of sympathise with mum and dad now. Maybe we should hoover the carpets before they come home. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, so this has been Telly.Click. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, and that would be... Um, scintillating. If you did that, that would be... Um, oh, marvellous. Less fat too.